Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor podcast. We're a little late here, uh, recapping episode five of you know Survivor Winners at War. Uh, you know, as everyone knows, it's been a chaotic last week with everything going on, uh, coronavirus spreading like wildfire. Uh, even on Wednesday when the episode aired, life was not the same as it is right now. And we're just, I was actually away and with everything, with everything going on, we just, we ended, it ended up taking until now to get, to get to the podcast, but we, you know, we ha- had to get it in before the next episode. Uh, so we'll just, you know, talk, talk a little bit about uh, what went on in that episode, what we're looking forward to for, uh, for Wednesday's episode. So we'll get, we'll get started. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. I was going to say it took us this long to get the podcast out because we were finalizing our buddy system 2.0 but you know what <laughs> i guess we'll just go with the truth and say it's because of other more important things in the world that's happening <laughs> right but uh so yeah the episode episode kicked off and it had that emotional scene with yule talking about jonathan penner and his wife uh who's suffering from als uh really good scene you know i i know survivors really good at capturing those emotional moments and that was obviously one that hit home with many people being that penner was a fan favorite of many for so many years and i just want to say that you know if you any any kind of donation to them would help uh definitely something you should look into no absolutely i mean i know penner and stacy are such amazing people i mean i hear from all the um the survivor community how amazing that they really are and yule himself is amazing for doing this and playing for jonathan and stacy he said that he's going to give all the, if not all the money, but most of the money to uh, research and also to them as well. So he's playing solely for them. So yeah, anything that you can do at all would help would be amazing. Yeah, and a lot of the players were sharing links on Twitter, which is great, great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they raised a ton of money. But you know, then it takes you, episode took us right from that emotional moment right back into the game, into the tribe swap. And we, as we speculated pretty much the whole season, we went from three, uh, from two tribes to three tribes of five. Uh, and here, just to recap, here were the tribe divisions. So on the blue tribe, the Sele tribe, uh, you had Nick, Yule, Parvati, Michelle, and Wendell, which I know was a fan favorite tribe, but we'll get into that right after I read the other ones. Uh, so for Dakala on red, we had Denise, Tony, Kim, Sandra, and Jeremy. And for green, which, what did they call the green tribe? Do you remember? Uh, Yara. Yara. So we have Sarah, Sophie, Adam, Ben, and Rob. And my first reaction to these tribes was Rob is screwed. And I ended up being right. And I'm sure everybody was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, this is another case of uh, getting swap screwed. Rob kind of foreshadowed it in his confessional when he said, I didn't have a good swap in the past. Hopefully it's good this time. And it's ironic. He ends up with two other former sellies. So he's in the majority. But if you had to pick two sellies that he should not be with, it's these two that he is clearly not aligned with, can't really trust. And yeah, it was pretty clear from the get-go Rob was destined to be doomed from the start. Right. If he if he paired with pretty much anybody else from his tribe, maybe other than like Denise, he probably would have been in a fine situation. Yeah. You know that Jeremy would want would have wanted to keep him around his shield. Obviously he was aligned with Parv, so that would have been great for him. Um, you know, clearly it ended up screwing him in the end and I had a feeling that that was going to happen, but let's talk a little bit about the other two tribes because I'm sure we'll be talking about, uh, Yara li- uh, later in this podcast yeah. being that they were the ones to go to tribal council. Um, what a crazy, crazy swap, just the, the blue tribe. There's so, there was so much dynamics going on within, within Sele. Uh, Nick, 
Nick kind of was the one who, you know, didn't really have any former connections, but he was on there with, you know, he had the majority with Yule and Wendell, that no connection type alliance that they did have. And then you have Parvati and Michelle. And then there was the dynamic that Michelle and Wendell used to date, which people didn't know until this, until the, this episode came, episode aired. And just a pretty, pretty crazy moment. And I'm sure the fans, all the viewers were absolutely loving all that talk between Wendell and Michelle. It was hilarious. Yeah, no, listen, I, out of the three tribes, I love Sally the most. This is a really interesting dynamic. I mean, hey, sorry. I like the dynamics on Sally the most, but I think in terms of the individual people, I got to go with Dakal as my favorite tribe. But no, I think it's interesting, Dylan, because, you know, from the get-go, it looks like Parvati and Michelle are on the outs. You know, it's a three-to-two disadvantage. And I do think that they if they go to tribal this week, especially with two people going home, I think Parvati's in a really bad spot. I'm hoping my girl can pull it out. Um we see Parvati's social game come out here. She's making connections with Yule because Yule's wife is a big fan of Parvati. Nick had a crush on Parvati in high school. Parvati's working those connections. She's going to end up getting two fire tokens. So I think Parvati can be in a good spot. She has to just get out of this hole. I think Parvati's always been a player where if she gets to the merge, she's going she's gonna to cruise to the end. She's always a big threat in the pre-merge, but afterwards she can just sail. Um I do think she's in trouble. However, I think with the tension between Michelle and Wendell, there's a chance we could see Michelle and Parvati pull over Nick and flip on Wendell. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, no, but I think the dynamics on Sally are pretty interesting for sure. Yeah. So obviously, we saw next week it, uh, both tribes are going to the both both losing tribes are going to tribal. Now it does look like they're having a double vote out. Um, originally, we weren't sure if it was the Malcolm type thing, but just from I believe I was watching CBS the other day. And from one of the things, so I think they showed like Adam in a preview confessional where he's like, this is a double vote out. So it does look like, now we're not positive, it does look like we are going to get that double vote out rather than both tribes going at once and voting the same person out. So I think that, like you said, poverty is in big trouble. But one thing I do want to mention is that I believe she has four fire tokens. Am I wrong? Oh. Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. Right. So she got the two from Rob when he got voted out this episode. And she started with one, and then who did she get the other one from? She got one from Ethan and two right. from Rob. Yeah. Okay, right. So she has four. Now, this could be the first time, because, you know, I'm sure Parvati and Michelle know that they're down in the numbers, obviously. And if they feel like they can't pull Nick over, this could be the first time we see the fire tokens used in a strategic way, um, besides just, you know, bequeathing them to somebody else. Now... So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody knows how much an idol would cost if Parvati were to buy it. Um, I I believe I can go back and look in between podcasts. I believe in the premiere we, when Nick was reading off the um, what things cost. I believe it was three fire tokens for an advantage or an idol. I'm not sure which one it was, but I think some kind of advantage in the game was three tokens. I believe so. She right. would have enough. Right. So she probably has enough to get an idol or an advantage, and even if she didn't. You have to think that it would be a possibility that she that Michelle would potentially pool her tokens with poverty. Now I know it's very early in the game for that, but if they felt that that was the only way that one of them could survive, you never know what could happen. That's just something to look forward look forward to um, going in the next episode. But I want to move to the call right now because, as you said, that's your favorite tribe. Yeah, no. Listen again. I think that that, that dynamics with the Michelle and Wendell relationship and Parvati on the outs, but she has connections with Yule from their first season. I think the dynamics on Sally are my favorite, but just in terms of the raw players, I mean, how can I look? To, how can I deny a tribe of Tony, Kim, Sandra, Jeremy, and Denise? It's, it's such a powerhouse tribe. Um, 
Yeah, this is a classic swap story right here. We have, you know, two former um, um, Sele who are on the outs in Denise and Jeremy. You have three Dakal in Sar Sarah, Sandra, Tony, and Kim. But Kim clearly seems to be in the middle here because she didn't really vibe with Sandra and Tony. So the question is going to be if Dakal goes to Travel Council, does Kim flip on Dakal and go with Jeremy and Denise because she can work better with them? Or does she say, if I go against Dakal, I'm going against the group. I want to make a big, bigger target for myself. I'm going to stick with them. So well, let's see what happens. Right, so classic dilemma for Kim here because she, you know, right in the middle. Now, if she does turn on Tony and Sandra, she is going against that, you know, Decal alliance from the very beginning, but you also have to you also have to think that maybe she would want to stick with them because she could use them as shields going forward. Now, Kim is a very very strong player. Agreed. And if she were to go with Jeremy and Denise, you're not you're not bringing as strong a, I'm, Jeremy's obviously a very strong player, but you know, you would rather use Tony and Sandra probably as shields, yeah. you know, to, to shield you. So I think that Tony is going to make a very compelling argument to Kim as why she should just stay put. And I know that, you know, a lot of people say they don't want to make emotional decisions on survivor. And this could be a classic case of that, that it could just be smarter to Kim just to stick with the numbers. Now, another thing that a lot of people mentioned and was brought up on Twitter and social media is that Tony, out of all people, is the uh, only one on this tribe without an advantage, which looks uh, like... And if they if they go to trouble, if they go to tribal, it looks like he could be in some big trouble because these are some powerful advantages. Uh, Sandra has an idol. Denise has an idol. Kim has an idol, I believe. And Jeremy has the leave before, before the votes are read immunity. So Tony could be in big trouble here. Now, I, again, I doubt that all these people are going to play advantages at once, but... He does not have ammo if he needs it. Dylan, don't break my heart. Do not give me advantage. <laughs> get in part two. I, 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 I don't think I can live in a world and stomach if both Suri and Tony go out with in that fashion. So I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I'm hoping somebody holds on to their um, idols. Listen, if I if I lived in a perfect world, Decal wins immunity. Um, next episode, Sally goes to tribal council. Parvati safe, and then Yara votes whoever out. But um, you know, I think if if the call goes to tribal. I think Tony's in big trouble because of all the other idols and advantages. His saving grace could be if he is able to pull Kim back to his side and convince her it's better for her game to keep them as shields. I think he can make that case. But Jeremy's a really strong player. Like you said, Jeremy's making a lot of inroads with Kim. I think Jeremy notices that Kim is on the outs with her former tribe and he's preying upon that. So I think this is going to be a really fun battle to see if Jeremy or Tony have the right argument to win out here. And, you know, this is, the, I think if we had to say right now, I think that this tribe is probably the favorite to be the one not to go to tribal council next week. But, you know, obviously you never know uh, the different types of challenges that could happen. But one thing I do want to mention is, so Sandra does have an idol. Now, it's the first, I believe it's the first time she's ever had an idol. Is that correct? In all her times playing? Yeah, is it? Or no, no, she had an idol in uh, Heroes versus Villains. Did did she use it or no, who did she use it? She used it. Rupert was going home anyway, so she didn't need to play it, but she played it when when she had it. And she played it for herself. Yeah, so she negated two votes, but Rupert still went home. So I don't get I don't get a sense from Sandra that even if she, I don't get a sense that she's going to use the idol for anybody else, like especially in a five person tribe, it's very tough to do unless she's completely positive they're voting Tony, but she's pretty much as big a threat in everybody else's eyes. So mm -hmm. yeah, I I mean maybe 
you know, you never know, but I'm, I'm, you know, Tony's pulled off some pretty crazy stuff over the last over uh, in his in Kageon. So we've we've have seen a lot from him, and hopefully he could find a way to stay. Whether it's just winning a simple immunity challenge or convincing Sandra to play an idol for something yeah. or something like that, you never know. Look, honestly, this is where this season gets hard because I think we've already lost some, you know, a Tyson and Rob, we've already lost some fan favorites already, but we're starting to like get down to the wire where at this point we're losing two people. No matter what, unless you probably can pick out like one or two names, I'm not going to say, but anybody else you could lose here and it's going to be a really devastating loss. So I'm just hoping we get a good episode out of it and Tony can pull a rabbit out of his hat, honestly. Um, but you're, you're right, though. Sandra, I don't think would play it on anyone but herself. I also think for a fact, Dylan, that she's going to play it no matter what if they go to tribal because it's good she for one to. more tribal there's no way Sandra's going to risk going home with an eye on her pocket. If it's dead that night, she's playing it no matter what. So Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, Tony Tony is in trouble for sure. But moving on to – I want to talk about Yara, you know, right before we do get into the immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie Sophie did find the idol, which was pretty yeah. cool because everyone was scrambling. Um, it would have – I mean, it would have been unbelievable if Rob had been the one to find it. But like, like Rob was saying, he – immunity idols aren't really his thing like he did find it in uh in season 22 but you know he's an old school guy that's not his forte and you know sophie did a great job shared the half idol with sarah and you know but gets it back so now sophie has an idol as well and just i think that just there's so many advantages in the game that with two tribes going to tribal council next week i just cannot see a way that an advantage is not played next week and i'm excited because we've had all these these advantages piling up and I'm just waiting for a big move, something to be played. And I'm pretty sure that we're hitting the point where advantages are going to start being played probably almost every week. Yeah, for sure. On one of these tribes, we're going to see an advantage play, whether it's Sophie's idol, whether it's the vote seal from Sarah, whether it's one of the idols on Dakal, or even if Parvati buys one, we're going to see an advantage. Again, like we talked about in one of our preseason podcasts, I'm fine if we every episode we get a advantage played as long as they don't all happen at once. Then it just gets way too convoluted. But yeah. I mean, if I had to make my gut pick right now, and I want to hear hear your thoughts too, uh, I'm for I would love to call to win this travel to win this immunity challenge, but I think based on just the physical and mental strength that Sele might win this challenge, just because they have strong competitors, they have good puzzle solvers in Yule and Michelle and Wendell. So I'm gonna put my money on Sele winning, but I want to call to win. Right, and I would say that if we had to pick, most likely most likely advantage to be played i think that yar looks like they're definitely in trouble for the challenge and it's very simple if sarah if sarah just plays the steal vote then they get to pick who's going home simple now as that. Here, now i think that's the, that's the most likely thing and and this will actually lead into um whenever we talk about the vote out but people are going to look back and say was this the right move for ben and adam to vote out rob because yeah you know you think they got to get out rob rob is never going to work with them he's a big threat but in hindsight, they don't know that Sarah and Sophie have these advantages. Now, if it's a 2-2 split going into Tribal Council, Adam and Ben are dead in the water with the vote steal and the idol. So I don't want to say they made a bad move because they didn't know about the advantages because you can't play uh, armchair quarterback. But in the end, they probably should have thought about idols ahead of time because now any advantage is going to take one of them out for sure. Yeah, they are both in pretty big trouble. <laughs> I mean, I look, I know Rob, it seems like based on coming attractions, them voting out Rob was more of an emotional decision than a strategic one. Like they just couldn't wait to get rid of him. Like 
both players who played in recent seasons, like you want to be the one to get at Rob, especially yeah. if he's annoying you. Like you want you want to be the one to do it, but in reality, you can't make those emotional decisions because you don't know what Sarah and Sophie are brewing are brewing up here. And if you just if they if they stayed with, you know, and ob- obviously the girls didn't play their advantages because they knew that they knew that uh, Adam and Ben were going to vote with them. Yeah. But well, but you know, so it probably would have still ended up the same, but. You know, I guess in in terms of their intention, it might not have been the smartest move. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, to get to the immunity challenge, it looked like uh, it looked like Yar was gonna pull away with it, and then they, you know, it was one of those puzzles where you know you solve in three seconds or you solve in twenty minutes, and they just happened to be the ones that couldn't get it done fast. Yeah, sometimes these puzzles on Survivor, Jeff has always said, sometimes you, you look at it for a while and it just never materializes and then sometimes you just look at it and then it, it clicks and this is one of the ones where i think we first saw this challenge in samoa we've seen it a couple of times afterwards where it's a different color block you have to put them in order in a way that you have no repeating colors and i think like uh we overheard poverty we overheard somebody say it that they only can go in one spot so once you figure out that one spot the rest will fall into place so it's a bit of trial and error i'm a little surprised rob didn't jump on the puzzle but i guess you know, when you have Sophie's, who's a good puzzle solver, and you have, uh, I, I guess Adam was working on it. But yeah, I mean, in, in the end, like anybody can really do this puzzle. It just takes a few quick steps. Right. And then uh, they obviously, once they go back to camp, Rob tried one of his moves where he barricaded everybody in the in the shelter for all day. And look, I, I know they probably showed it so that it looked like you didn't know whoever was voting for, but... I think Rob knew that they were going to vote against him the whole time, so he probably just thought, "My only shot is just to create fear and hope that they just vote with me." Like that's that's his that was his only move at that point. He didn't really have a choice. Yeah, the editing made it look like it was the child's playpen where they were all not allowed to leave. But I mean, I, and I know at Tribal Council, they, Sophie and uh, Sarah said they spoke eight words to me. They spoke seven words to me. Obviously, if they didn't play their advantages, they knew going into tribal they had the vote. So what, what I'm going to assume is before the challenge, Rob probably went off somewhere. The four of them got together and they're like, look, let's just get up Austin Rob. He's the biggest threat out here. We got to do it before he reconnects with, you know, Parv and Sandra and everybody. And then after the challenge, he tries to institute this. And I think that just reaffirms, yeah, he has to go at this point. And Rob's... I mean, honestly, I think the minute he pulled that green buff, Rob's fate was screwed anyway, but I can give Rob credit for trying the buddy system. It's not going to work with all winners. You can pull that yeah. with Redemption Island. You, you can't pull that here, but he had no other real play. Yeah, I saw a tweet. I forgot who it was from. It said something like this was, even though they didn't show it like this, this was probably the most straightforward, simple vote out we've had all season so far. Mm-hmm. And right. yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the, you know, that's probably what it was, but we'll still see Rob on Edge of Extinction. There was no Edge of Extinction this week, which was nice because we got to see all three tribes, dynamics and stuff like that. But it looks like that, you know, with Rob seeing Amber on Edge of Extinction plus Tyson, it looks like that we will get a little bit of Edge of Extinction. And there was a, a preview that said it said that Ty- Tyson said something like he was he was like brewing something up or something like that. So we'll see what kind of challenge or ideas are going on there. But if I had to guess right now, I feel like I, I think they're – so do you think they're going to bring one person back or two before the merge? So if my math is correct, right now we have – I'm prepared. We have 14 people left. Okay. So if we lose two this week, we're going to go down to 12. And in the, in, in the last few seasons, Jeff likes to merge at 13. So we're probably going to get down to 12. 
probably one person comes back from extinction and we merge at 13. That's probably what's going to happen. Right. So if I had to guess, I'm going to say that probably Natalie comes back if I had to guess. But I do think I do think that you can't count out Tyson and Rob, obviously. Now, if it's, some, if it's a huge, if it's a huge puzzle or maze or whatever, who knows what they could do? Then yeah. I think that once once it goes into <laughs> once it goes into a type of cognitive thing like a maze or a puzzle, I think Rob gets an instant advantage. So we'll see we'll see what ends up happening. If they follow the trend from Edge of Extinction, both both of the comeback challenges was a physical component and then a puzzle or a some kind of dexterity thing at the end. So I think any of them can win it. If I had to put money on someone, I think it's also Natalie. Not only because she's a beast in challenges, but she also has all these tokens to put on advantages. If I had to pick a second player that might come back, maybe Tyson. Tyson has one of the best track records in Survivor history of challenges, both in the individual and tribal phases. So I would put my money on either Tyson or Natalie coming back. And then anyone one, can come back. And then the one thing we have to see is whether they're going to send everyone back to the edge or they're going to just just going to accident restart look i'm i'm hoping they say this is your one chance if you don't make it back that's it i'm hoping edge is dead i have a feeling edge is not dead so. yeah i i don't really know i because obviously they had the bad they had the bad feedback from that on the first one so maybe they could make it edge is dead but at the same time they want everyone to see rob and they want everyone to see amber and tyson and that's why it could easily not be dead <laughs> I know. I think I think Jeff did hear the feedback, but I'm wondering if the feedback took place after the season because he has gone on record saying we're not going to see it for a while. And I feel like with all these winners, like you said, he wants us to see Rob longer, see um, if Tyson doesn't come back, Tyson longer, Ethan longer, of course. So, yeah, I think Edge is going to stay after a while. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic to see who gets back in the game. I think if Natalie comes... See, it's tough. This is why I'm so torn, Dylan, because... I am thinking about so many different ways this could turn out, and I don't want it to hurt my favorite players. Like, I love Jeremy so much, and I love Natalie, but I think Natalie coming back hurts Jeremy if he, if she comes back, because then they're a pair again. So it's like, I want Natalie to come back because she deserves it, but I also don't want her to come back, so Jeremy's in a good spot. So this whole season has me thinking so many different kinds of ways. Yeah, so right now, I'm going to make a prediction of the two people that go out. We'll see if it ends up being right. But I'm going to guess that since – so I'm going to pick red the Red Tribe to win, even though I believe that they were – it kind of made me seem like they were hinting at the split. They were the split coming back at some point. Like the, the split in the tribe, I'm saying, with Kim in yeah. the middle. The fact that they were talking about that so much makes me think that it is foreshadowing to something that could happen in the future. But let's just say for what I think in terms of physicality that the Zakal do, do win immunity – then I'm going to say that Yara going and they vote out Adam, probably. That's my prediction there. Now, the one thing that makes me torn with Adam is that he's getting so much airtime that makes me feel like he's not going to survive. But we'll see. I'm going to say that Adam goes from that tribe. And then if I had to choose one from from Sele, now this I think could pretty much go anyway. Obviously, I think Parvati is the most in trouble. So if I did have to pick one, it would be her, especially with the merge coming up and her connections. But... She does have the four fire tokens. You never know. So just to keep track of this for next week, you're predicting that the two people we're going to lose are Parv and Adam. Yes. Okay. Well, hopefully you're wrong because they're both on my draft team. So hopefully you're <laughs> wrong. Uh, side note, I am the only person in my draft that has all the players left. So I'm hoping that stays for a bit. Uh, all right. I guess if I had to pick, make my two picks, I'm going to go with um, 
I think Sally is going to win immunity. So I think Blue's going to win. But I will say if Sally loses, I have a strong feeling that we might see when, when they'll go out, whether it's due to a Nick flip or due to a uh, Parvati idol buy. But I think Wendell's in trouble if Sally loses. I'm going to predict they win, though. So then I'll go with DeCall. Sandra plays her idol, and it backfires on... I don't know who it backfires on. I'll say it could backfire on Kim. It backfires on the person in the middle, possibly. So I'll say Kim if it's Dakal, and then I'll actually just make it interesting. I'll go Ben if it's um, Yara. But again, I think that we could see any of those people go out really. The honestly, the only person who I think is safe, because also those of you who are listening, watching the podcast, Dylan and I also have a. Uh, survivor deadpool with our uh friends so basically we're trying to pick somebody who's safe every week um i don't know i feel like anybody could go out here with two people going out it's a really dangerous minefield only person who i think you could maybe say for sure is safe maybe is like michelle or sophie but other than that i think anyone else is fair game to go out possibly and ironically michelle and sophie were my two picks from the last two weeks ah uh, see i so, i was saving them I was I was saving them. So I cannot pick them this week, which means that I'm either going to probably pick Yule. Now, this is interesting because I think that Red's going to win, but I'm going to pick people that are not going to be on that are going to be on the other tribes. Now, not this is just not a coincidence. I just think I think Yule is in a pretty good spot. Everyone likes him. I don't think they're going to turn on him yet. And then I think I would probably choose Sarah also just because I think that in her spot with her advantage in a 2-2 split, it's almost impossible for her to screw that up. So That's true. I can't. It's tough. I can't see a scenario where Sarah goes out with the vote seal, especially when she and Sophie are aligned. Um, I, I don't see them going after Denise either if Red loses. And, I mean, Michelle's in such a good spot, and Yule is too. So, yeah, I think those four are probably in the best spot, but anyone else like Tony, Nick, Parr, Wendell, Jeremy – Ben, Adam, they're all in trouble. So I, I think a point you made is that since Sat, so so that we we kind of spoke about it, but we didn't like actually think about it. I, I should yeah. say, but like since Sandra has to play her idol next week, she's gonna play it. She's gonna play right. it. There's no doubt. Right. So you're at a stage in the game where you can't really split votes because it's only a tribe of five. Yeah. So they're gonna so they're gonna put their votes on let's say let's say they put their votes on Sandra instead of Tony. Okay. Now, she plays the idol. Want, let's say that they let's say that they that they all that Kim Kim flips, so she goes with Jeremy and Denise. Uh, then then uh, Sandra plays the idol. Jeremy has to play his advantage before the votes are read, right? We haven't seen this play out in any season yet. I believe before the votes are cast. I believe Jeremy gets the walkouts. I'm not sure about that, though. Okay. So he would not even vote. I feel like he has to be there for his vote to be read. I think I think before the votes are cast, I think he gets to say, Jeff, I'm out. But okay. that, that's what I think. All right, right. So he has to be there. So I'm saying, yeah. So I think that it's possible that somebody on that tribe could go home with an advantage in their pocket next week. Like very I don't easily. want to lose any of them. I, I don't want any of these five to go home. I'm, oh, I really hope to call wins. Because let's say Sandra plays it. If you're Denise, you're not thinking anyone's going to really target you. And they, they may be saying who's least likely to have an idol. Jeremy probably has an idol. Kim could have an idol. Denise, 
probably the least likely out of both those to have an idol. So we're going to throw votes on Denise. She doesn't expect it coming. She goes home with an idol in her pocket. Very possible scenario. That's true. But I also think thinking back to advantage get in when you have such small numbers like final six or even like a tribe of five here, the places to hide are so small. So if you see one person say I have an idol, you're going to maybe throw your hat in the ring because you're not sure if it's you. So I could see either, like you said, Denise going home with it in her pocket or if, you know, Sandra says, you know what, Jeff, I'm not going home tonight. And then Denise says, wait, I'm scared, too. And then um, Kim says, I'm scared, too. I really think any of these five could go home. I think, I think honestly, to call, even though I want them to win, you could see any of the five here go home. Whereas, like you said, I think if Sele wins, Yule's probably safe or Sarah safe for Yara. I think Red, any of the five could go home here. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting episode. Now, just to preview something that we'll be doing this week. Um, yes. It okay, so it is it is March. Uh, March Madness was unfortunately canceled, but we decided since I have all the time in the world right now <laughs> that I was gonna make a Survivor March Madness bracket. So what this is is basically we're picking. So the way the way the we'll, we're we de- we're doing it the same way the NCAA tournament works. So there's four four uh, four quadrants or four quarters, uh, one through sixteen seeds each. Each person who each person who has one survivor gets an auto bid into the bracket. So there's 38 winners because Sandra won twice. Um, every every one of those winners will be featured, and we tried to pick me and Ryan the next best 20 uh, 26 because it adds up to 64. So the next best 26 players ever to play the game, and you know obviously that'll be controversial, but we tried to do the best we could. And those people will be thrown in the bracket as well. And we cre- tried, tried to create seeds based on who we think is the best. So we'll be doing a March Madness bracket with uh, to find out who you guys think is the best Survivor player ever. Um, now, the way that you guys will decide is you guys will vote on Twitter polls. And we'll, we're going to release that at some, at some time this week. And it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Like you said, we are, uh, to quote uh, Stephen A., we were having a very bad day with uh, no sports at all. So, no, this is going to be really fun to see what people think. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some votes that are going to surprise people. Some people might rank this player higher than others, and I think it's going to lead to a lot of great discussion on Twitter, hopefully, um, or on the YouTube comments. But, yeah, no, I, I think that it's just going to be interesting to see what people think. And I'm excited to submit my ballot as well. I probably can think of my personal top 10 in history, but I'm sure that differs from your top 10 or Jordan's top 10 or our listeners top 10. So it'd be really cool. Right. So we'll be releasing that later this week. I'm not sure which day yet. I think I'm going to probably wait until the episode airs on, um, on Wednesday night. We'll podcast on Wednesday to yeah. recap that episode. And then I'll probably release it on Thursday, but I'll be getting that prepared this week and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and like Dylan said really quickly, I mean, we tried our best to pick, you know, the 60-something people that we thought should be in the bracket. But if we left someone out, please tell us in the comments who we left out and why. And we would love to hear, you know, who was unfairly snubbed from the uh, Survivor March Madness bracket. Yeah, and, you know, if you don't follow us on Twitter already, you could follow us at Soul Survivor Pod. Um, Looking forward to a great week of Survivor stuff. Yep. See you guys later. See ya.